0: Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, brought to you by Renty and the PMC. A conversation between passionate property management specialists and guests leading up to the PMC conference on the 14th and 15th of November. Hosted by David Faulkner, Harrison Vaughn, and Will Alexander, and powered by Renty, we just want to make renting enjoyable. everybody it's david faulkner here welcome again to the alternative property management show we have a special edition for you today and i'm really happy that the fact that i don't have to listen to harrison vaughan uh, sitting at the poolside in the sunshine coast in his mankini like he said he was going to be Uh, we've got rid of harrison we may never have him back and we've got a very special guest this lady, she is the Princess Lear of property management. It is Catherine Goodwin from Goodwin's Property Management. You're in Mount Albert, Catherine. Where are you?
1: Calling in from Parnell. We're oh. currently completing a huge renovation of our Mount Albert office, so proudly ringing in from Parnell.
0: So from Parnell. Oh, right, the, the, one of the more affluent suburbs of Auckland. And, of course, our regular guest, will alexander the ceo of renting will is just coming back from new plymouth very lucky to get it apparently and he's uh,
2: driving back home in auckland now will how are you i'm very good thank you david good to be here and uh yes i think um Catherine instead of harry is a um definitely a step in the right direction and um but uh, no, it's going to be good to
1: talk. So happy to be here. Oh, it's. Let's good. just go slow. No expectations, boys. First podcast, yes. so be gentle.
0: Listen, we've. Well, you've, it's
1: not live.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not live, and um, you know, and we've got full expectation that Catherine Goodwin will absolutely <laughs> deliver, and uh, she will make us go viral. We will be competing with Joe Rogan in the near future. And uh, as far as I'm concerned You know, Addison can stay in Australia And uh, good luck to him Anyway, uh, how's your week been Will? What have you been up to this week?
2: Uh, Great week Um, What are we at now? Wednesday Um, Yeah, no, big week And um, I actually flew up to Auckland with my daughter the other day Which was fun And she came into the office and saw what technology is all about Um, But uh, no, very good Just being down with McDonald's real estate Uh, Pam Height and her team rolling out renty across um, uh, their uh, business, which is awesome, established in 1912. They've got 106 years of more experience than we do. Yep. Um, so it's definitely a tick of approval to see that they're uh, keen to work with us. So, yeah, it's going well.
0: That's great. I thought you were actually going to say you are going down to McDonald's with your daughter there for a the moment, but I didn't realise you were going, to say I'm going down to McDonald's in Taranaki. And Catherine, uh, I understand that you've got a bit of yeah. renovations going on there in Mount Albert.
1: Very exciting. So, the flagship of Goodwins, where my father, in fact, started uh, working 40 years ago next year, um, is underway for a complete interior refurbishment. But, really interesting because, in the throes of this commencing, I have learned that the building itself built 100 years ago um, next year. So we will be reopening that office, um, our flagship in Mount Talbot, um, on its 100th anniversary, which feels very special for a business that has been around for a long time.
0: You do everything right, don't you? I mean, I don't know if it's through luck, skill, or whatever. And I can ask how Brendan's doing with because this is, you know, what you've done is quite unique. You've had a, a very, very successful property management business. So you, you did sales in the past, but now you've gone full circle, and Brendan is there now, uh, quite active on sales. Uh, I see his posts popping up on LinkedIn. He seems to be doing quite well. How's that working out?
1: Yeah, exceptional, and it is an interesting story because our father ashley goodwin uh exceptional sales person has built and led national award-winning teams we made the decision in 2011 to step away from sales and focus 100 on property management and across that 11 years um relaunching goodwin's repositioning Goodwins and we have had exceptional success which I'm really grateful of your acknowledgement on that because we've opened new markets in Auckland. The time was right to relaunch our sales team and that is under the leadership of myself um, with my 18 years of real estate experience in New Zealand. obviously our father Ashley still very actively involved but spearheaded by Brendan Goodwin who is my brother. Um, natural born salesperson and yes we have deals on the board and our first testimonial essentially states that we're achieving what other real estate agents hadn't been able to for this vendor so we are very very focused on servicing our existing client database first um, but clearly the opportunity is there to offer a slightly different way of doing real estate and my personal uh, guidance over that process and sitting with just recently a tenant who we are about to sell their property and to walk away with them consciously saying that was a pleasure. You were so gentle, so understanding. You made the process feel really easy. Um, that's what we're here to do. So I have some very strong views on the real estate industry and the way that we can do things better, and I look forward to bringing that to Auckland.
0: I tell you what, and we're looking forward to you bringing that also to the PMC conference, which is coming up on the 14th and the 15th of November. Catherine is going to be a panellist, and Joe Ray, the head of property management, uh, I'm meeting with her tomorrow. She's going to be facilitating the property management discussion, and one of those topics is going to be, is, is and Grant Fogo, who's from Comprende down in Wellington, he's done something a little bit similar to you as well, Catherine, where they've had property management has been the core foundation of the business, and they're adding the sales onto that as well and we've also got jen bird yes. the ceo of the real estate institute she's confirmed uh, yesterday that she's going to be attending and doing uh, work on the political debate she may be facilitating it or she may be taking part of that and um yeah so we're really excited about the conference and of the course you're going to get you're going to listen to will talk about cycling for thousands of kilometers and running up mountains <laughs> until you collapse and uh, we're going to look forward to hearing that. Will, turn your phone off, mate. We've got to be professional. This is a, 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 a very good podcast that we've got going on here. Anyway, today's topic. Today's topic. And Will Alexander brought this up. And it's a very relevant topic. Consumer New Zealand has published a report. And this relates very much to Renty. And Renty mentioned quite a lot in this report. And quite favourably so as well, I think, sad. About how... Uh, the property management industry is adapting to the new guidelines around privacy which the office of the privacy commission have released they did mystery shopping on 71 property managers across New Zealand this was from down I think in Dunedin Christchurch uh, where I am today Wellington Palmerston North so there's every possibility property brokers may have been called in that Nelson and in Auckland uh, it's a very interesting read. I've been through the report at length and highlighted some things. Some of the re- recommendations are very, very good. Uh, um, how the report came about... I'm in. Will, I'm going to come to you first, mate. Can First of all, give us a summary of what you thought about the report, how you heard about it, and what you thought about the content and the recommendations.
2: Well, I think it was... Um I don't think 71 um, uh, calls is sufficient to get an accurate gauge. It's quite a small sample size, relatively speaking, for a survey. Um, so it's a little bit little bit hard to get a feel for that, in my opinion. Um, I also, uh, I might have misread this, but my understanding is they only spoke to property management agencies. Uh, I think I'm correct on that. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I think, again, that's a misrepresentation of the industry in general, because as you know, you know, it's probably 50-50, if not more private owners than professional. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you, you're, you're uh, I mean, the survey, in, in my opinion, was flawed based on those those two things. Um, not enough, they're not talking to enough people considering the size of the, the, the rental pool and how many owners there are out there. And that they only spoke to one. I mean, um, that to me says it was. And I felt like there was an agenda. Um, but look, I mean, the, they're not telling me anything. Well, I don't think they're telling anyone within the industry anything that we're not already aware of. And um, there was nothing that came up in that report that was a surprise to me. I mean, a converse, you can, you can you con- the, the, there's dialogue within this report about the style and they said that halfway through they changed their tone or something like that to try and start tripping you up. yeah I mean of course you can try and make people trip up and I mean I, again I think that's a little bit um, forced but look I mean we're still learning David and yeah. um, and I don't know about you Catherine but uh, you know the, the, the education component out there is nothing. And um, especially for tenants, especially for tenants, none of them had any idea of what's going on here. I know uh, agencies have done their best to upskill their teams. Renty has done their best. I mean, we worked letter for letter with uh, Jackie Adams from the Privacy Act and absolutely swung for the fence to get it right. Um, But look, uh, um, the report uh, I think is slightly flawed. I think, um, uh, I mean, the the result was obvious um obviously it's it's um people are struggling and um yeah that's my take on it okay okay so what I'll I'll, I'll come to
0: Catherine I'll come to you in a moment here but of the what this is I'm quoting the report it's in front of me now of the 71 mystery shops called made in our survey 10 percent of agents encourage the shopper to voluntarily provide extra information Uh, so i I sense that they've they've spoken they've made 71 calls to 71 property managers that's how i'm interpreting this report Catherine. you've had a chance to read this report i mean do you think it had a hidden agenda um how do you feel about it
1: i share will's view on that and it's hard to believe that there wasn't um to some degree a predetermined outcome i take great heart in fact from the fact that you know one of the items specifically commented our mystery shop revealed that property managers display very good general knowledge of yeah. the new privacy guidelines in the rental property sector and i think that is in large part because of business owners that have as will said had to you know swim the quagmire ourselves um Gratefully, having had the support of the Real Estate Institute and particularly Joanne Ray um, in bringing webinars together, Renty has done similarly and presented webinars hosted to support the industry. But as Will says, these are not the majority of landlords that I would hazard. Uh, unaware of these changes those are self-managing landlords so i would love like will to see a full and genuine survey of the market because as it said again overwhelmingly um, the rental agencies were aware were making best efforts and it did feel that the language often when they use terms like the evidence suggests property managers are not incentivized to act in good faith when it comes to tenants' privacy. I just find that almost insulting because the incentive is to be a professional property manager and to do our job well and to receive positive referral because of that and that's what we do do on a daily basis so i i take heart i mean it was really confronting in some respects the physical numbers that they talk about that we have 1.6 million new zealanders that are now renting um we've got one hundred and twenty thousand children under the age of five years who are living in tenanted properties and it's why i've always said we have a fundamental place to play and professional property managers have an ability to improve outcomes for our tenants and i would love to see rather than as as you say will uh documentation that appears to have an agenda Um, i'd love to see more engagement with our industry Um, and i'd love again as well to see some decisions that rather than being based on ideology, uh, are looking right through to the outcome of changes, because where they talk about voluntarily inviting more information, as you just touched upon then, and this report suggests that that is an absolute negative, terrible thing to be doing, the practicality of being able to help tenants means that we can build rapport gain information of what they genuinely need, what will meet their requirements. And we are almost forced by these changes not to be able to do that. So the ability to be seeking voluntary information, I think it's been skewed a little bit in this report as to the reason for that. And again, I, I look at the ability of us as property managers now to host an open home we have spoken within our team are we to stand there like wooden dolls and not speak because that is almost what the restrictive guidelines say now until you have a short list of applicants our skill and expertise is to meet with people at an open home and garner a huge amount of information of what they need and where their children go to school or where they work or where their recreational time is spent in order that we can then help them with a perfect matched property. And these guidelines are, in practice, making that almost impossible. So I think there's a much broader conversation about the impact of these guidelines in working practice that needs to be had
0: my god it's so much better than listening to harrison Vaughan. i have to say Catherine. i mean
2: well, Ka- i quite like harrison <laughs> can we stop saying this uh, we, we just enjoy taking the mickey out of harrison <laughs> we like him
0: too we do like him we do like him sometimes sometimes anyway but katherine can i just touch on something in the report which and in fact you both mentioned it it seemed to have an agenda against the industry What I actually think, there's a lot of positives reading this report, the amount of people who were following. And you think about the bombardment of information that property managers and the industry has had to take on board over the last four to five years. This being another thing that we've had to learn is it no surprise that you know trying to or someone's asking me a whole heap of questions about privacy i can understand how i mean we've had regional training today in christchurch with our south island property managers i've brought up this report and i've i've said some categorically said listen if you get questioned you have to be professional you cannot let your personal feelings in a conversation come out if you do not know the answer you have to direct them or or ensure that you're telling our privacy officer which we've got will touch base with them but I just want to quote the report here Uh, this research provides evidence that a significant portion of New Zealand property managers are not complying with the guidance provided by the OPC now I mean the language in that in itself when I read the report what I see is the vast majority of property managers are complying and that's after a relatively short space of time where we've had to learn to adapt to these guidelines and Catherine, you were so right it's gotten to the stage where you're doing open home and you just sit there as a mute because you're scared to ask anything because you can't have a conversation i mean I, i i don't know will cvs it seems to talk a lot about there's a practice in place which is wrong about we're in, we're asking tenants and prospective tenants to put together applications, which are almost like a CV about applying
2: for a job. What's your thoughts on that? Well, look, I, I, I don't see what comes through agencies. I just see what comes through renting. People, if they become the preferred applicant, are required to um, submit further details. I mean, you know, there are absolutely there are proactive people out there that have um, you know, done profiles of their pets and, and kind of fun stuff I guess um to, to stand out from the crowd a little bit. But I, I think um uh this is a bit of like a it feels like a bit of an ambulance at the bottom of the cliff because what we see is um we don't see lost priv or privacy being breached through the renting process. Um, it's already breached by the time it gets to us. The amount of fake IDs that we're now getting seen getting used, and that we're picking up, is actually kind of alarming. It's it's the, the identity theft has already happened by the time they're applying for a property, and they're obviously applying for a property to 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 probably do illegal stuff in it, like a meth lab or or whatever. But um, I think agencies have. Pretty robust processes in place, and you know, uh, most most agencies are paperless process, uh, paperless offices now. Everything's within the cloud and stored securely. Um, so, I, I think that's um, that's just my take on it. That's what I am seeing. I, I'm not seeing anything like what they're saying about CVs and these big, no robust documents getting put together. What I am actually seeing is, by the time the it gets to us or gets to the agency. The
0: sisters already happened. Mm. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Catherine, this report talks a lot about voluntary disclosure versus informed consent. What I think it means is that they're suggesting that property managers are pushing the boundaries on getting a tenant to voluntarily provide information rather than, and they're saying that it's saying that we've got to tighten up the laws that we cannot ask them to provide more information on a voluntary capacity than what they need to is that going too far or do you think what what's your thoughts on that
1: i think it's loaded the the, the reality is that we are placed as an agent to present to an owner the best candidate to live in What may be their previous owner occupied home or their most valuable asset, a part of their retirement plan. These are exceptionally high valued um, assets, and to that end, there needs to be an ability to gather the pertinent information. Now, to again, I don't know that I would accept that people are encouraging broad CVs or big voluntary disclosure of information they don't need. But I remember reading years upon years ago about putting your best foot forward in whatever application you're making. And if that's a job interview, if it's an application interview for a rental property, as you say, Will, presenting it with some fun and humor, and we have lots of tenants with gorgeous animals, and they came with CVs because, you know, that they wanted to be able to present their animals to dispel any, um, you know, preconceived ideas about, you know, the damage that a pet might do to a rental property, for example. But these guidelines all but prohibit people doing that. Mm. So I, I don't think we should be taking away from people their choice to present themselves in the way that they choose to. And the most important part of that is as you say how that information is received what it's used for and how it's retained afterwards and i think that's where it needs to be looked at more broadly it needs to be looked at for the part of the application process that it is because i would be encouraging young people to for example tell tell prospective landlords exactly what you can about how fabulous you would be as a tenant. Why shouldn't they be encouraged to do that? Now, we don't, interestingly. We don't have any such, you know, philosophy. I've never seen someone ask for a CV, but I absolutely know that we receive them. And, And it's probably tenants, potentially, whose parents or teachers at school or other, you know, advice bureaus have said, Put your best foot forward. Um, And again, I, I would hone back on, is it because someone's presuming it's going to be negatively read or profiled? Because again, I question, why is it otherwise a big deal?
0: Catherine, this report suggests that there's a power imbalance, that the landlords have a power imbalance over tenants. What do you think about that?
1: It's undeniable that there potentially could be But when you want to get into the conversation about what imbalance that presents, I again would refer to the number of tenants that have come to Goodwins who are tenanting off self-managing landlords and suffering repair and maintenance issues, mould and other contaminant issues that they can't get resolved. Now, that, to me, in terms of power imbalance, um, would be a a larger issue than the process of tenancy application. And that is where, again, this report goes in to speak to the long-term benefit of regulating our industry.
0: Yeah.
1: And that is where the conversation should be moving towards. And it's also, again, around private landlords being subject to exactly the same rules and regulations as professional property managers because why weren't they phoned as a part of this inquiry and why are they not not
2: featured within this
1: report?
0: Yeah, that was going to be my next question there to, to Will because, you know, Will is in charge of a company that deals with data and, and privacy is at the the foundation of what they deal with i mean you've got a company which is based on trust do you feel that you know this uh, They're the aiming the gun at the wrong people this should be targeting the landlords who manage the, the houses themselves and not use a professional property
2: manager uh, absolutely i mean um irrespective of whether they use an agency or not, we're all landlords or considered to be a landlord and if they want to get an accurate overview of where the industry is at with regards to this new act then they talk to everyone and and as Catherine said um, uh, uh, they should be subjected to the same laws as prop- property managers I mean the, the whole thing that, like anyone um, there needs to be accountability and With a licensing regime and and governance and a regulatory body for the industry that's going to solve so many of these problems and um that's that's the ambulance at the top of the cliff stuff all this all this stuff at the bottom um uh, will probably go because people don't want to lose their license and people will act um in a professional manner and won't breach people's privacy or won't be negligent because they know that that could impact their career so that's where the conversation should be going just as Catherine said
0: so can i just can i just make a point here guys because um we're coming on to the recommendations and actually i've read the recommendations and there's there's very little in the recommendations um that i i disagree with and one of them being the regulation of the property management industry though it has been muted it has been muted that the level 4 the the New Zealand level 4 property management qualification will not be part of regulation now i think if ever there's an argument to make the level 4 compulsory it is this report because in that level 4 there is an entire section dedicated to the privacy act and landlords and property managers responsibilities towards tenants and landlords in terms of protecting data it goes on to the privacy principles so why wouldn't you make the level four compulsory for the property management industry rather than just saying the regulating great but what does regulation look like and that's where you know if, if the level four is not compulsory i think we've missed the boat i don't know what's your thoughts on that catherine
2: Continuing
1: professional development is critically important. And I guess for us, the level four has been completed by the majority of our team. Me personally, I am yet to complete it. And the balance there is that there should equally be, I know the old term was grandfathering people across, but those in the industry that have proven um, expertise, perhaps there is a way in which that can be managed, but I I absolutely agree that there should be a a minimum examinable qualification before someone can term themselves or be accepted as a, a licensed agent. There again lies the requirement it should be compulsory for self-managing landlords. I think the target here is on us because we are a a business. We are in service. But at the end of the day, the client to this transaction is the tenant. And whether you're a professionally appointed agent and you're being paid a fee or you are the self-managing landlord, you are being paid by that tenant. And so any of those proposed qualifications should be equally required by a self-managing landlord or as in most developed countries in the rest of the world it's recognized as a business and it is almost unheard of to be self-managing property in the rest of the world I think we need to move past this number eight wire yeah. mentality um, and I think that will, that will as, as Will said look more broadly to really the root source of problems and where those lie, and they're not predominantly with property managers. That said, there are dreadful property managers out there, and I am not going to stand up and suggest that there's not fantastic self-managing landlords, because there are. Um, But it just needs to be moved forward in a way that the conversation is mature, it's not biased, and it means that we can establish a regime in New Zealand that protects
2: tenants
0: yeah so i mean what i'll say on that point Catherine, you're dead right i mean regulation it will not eliminate completely eliminate cowboys but what it will do it will minimize the amount of cowboys which are out there and it's going to make it harder and harder Uh, and by having a i mean whether you make a landlord do a level four or not i i I don't know i don't think they would i think maybe something not as intense maybe something like that rent smart in wales but certainly they should they're providing a service and in my opinion the fur trading act um, Would apply to a private landlord... ...because they are in business... ...they have a product... ...they are providing accommodation... ...and the tenant is paying a fee called rent for 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 that accommodation. Can I just touch on before we've got to wrap up now? I mean I've got a bear waiting for me at the Volstab Trading Company, and that is just about one of the best pubs in New Zealand. Uh so you know you don't don't get don't get between David Faulkner and a bear. Word appropriate, this is what they're making some of the recommendations. Were appropriate, cases are identified, the Commerce Commission should investigate whether conduct relating to the supply of voluntary information described in this report could amount to unconscionable conduct under Section 7 of the Fur Trading Act. I think what they're relating to there is that what they're doing, they're misrepresenting. They're saying, oh, it's voluntary where you're actually coercing more information than what you require. How difficult would that be to police? Is that a good idea? Will,
1: would you like to pick that
0: one up? Will, you can pick that one up, mate. Um. Yeah, yeah. Good
2: luck. Um, the, you, you can't police that. Absolutely not. And um, uh, no, it's it's you, you you can't do it. And it comes back to that power and balance comment, David. Yeah. yeah there's a power and power and balance. Um, you and that is that's life. If people are expecting life to be fair, then unfortunately, you're going to be really disappointed. Um, and do you know what? There is not a power imbalance in some areas of New Zealand now. You ask if uh, Harry Harrison if there's a power imbalance. Yes, there is, but in the tenant's favour, it's dependent on the market. Yeah. So, um, no, you, you, you couldn't do it. I mean, there's absolutely no way. And, um and and okay yes uh there's misconduct what's going to happen nothing because you don't have a license why can't you just go down the road and be a property manager at a different agency or, or something it's pointless without a licensing regime and regulation so they're wasting their time uh what will do soon- and
1: I I agree too David with that comment that we we need to stop presuming a power imbalance because it doesn't apply all of the time yeah. and, and 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 we need to stop presuming that there is you know always this victim mentality because that doesn't apply either so i think again you know us us it, or, or property managers and the role that we play providing accommodation is just one piece of a much bigger social puzzle. And all of those conversations around imbalance or power or feeling able to assert our rights and knowing what those rights are, that's a much, much bigger conversation. And it seems to just be being drilled into a single issue which it's not and absolutely correct will you know there are parts of the market now yeah. where tenants have vast amounts of of choice um and it, it just isn't correct all of the time to presume that the landlord has an upper hand um in the way that it's being presented by this report
0: yeah i tell you what well what i will say in defense of this report it does say that post the report it's got Look, this report was conducted earlier, the research was done earlier in the year and they acknowledge now that it's becoming more of a tenant market and that power imbalance does change. It does say that at the end of the report. i tell you what, guys, I mean, I see if I can fit them in and I may not be able to, but I'm tempted to ask these guys to come along to the PMC conference and to just do a short display on the findings and see what they have to say Um, because I'm sure that they'll get lots of questions and lots of feedback and it'd be and it'd be it's just good for the industry to hear we've got to wrap it up there Will's taxi's just uh, or his Uber's just arrived I think he's off to the pub as well Catherine Goodwin thank you so much for joining us uh, on on the alternative property management show we're so looking forward for you to be on the panel Um, Will Alexander thanks for joining us mate
2: Where are you, mate? My pleasure. pleasure. Where's your apartment? I was going to
1: say, so much more to talk about, boys, in terms of the uh, other practical outcomes, you know, that we face on a day-to-day basis. We try to, you know, follow these principles. So perhaps we can um, get into that another day.
0: We'll get into that another day. Yeah. We'll get that into another day. (laughs) (laughs)
2: But this this is good, though, right? This is bringing an attention to the industry that has needed it for a long time. So... Um, you know, this stuff is tricky, it's hard to ne- navigate and negotiate, but it's, I think, a step in the right direction as frustrating yeah. as, as it is. It's still good. I like it. And that hopefully any
1: engagement is positive engagement because as you say, David, we would love to speak With the people that are the author and presenter of this report because we want to learn we want to be the best we want to ensure that we are meeting our obligations and education is a huge part of that so to, to be able to speak face to face could only be a good thing
0: yeah all right okay guys Thanks a lot. And uh, Catherine, right, it's Yeah, you, you enjoyed great, it. Yeah. Yeah, we will do it. And I'll tell you what. Thanks, we'll, guys. Catherine, we'll get you back again. You've been brilliant. All right. And uh, have a good evening. Sure, yeah. Thanks for listening. And join us again Bye for now. another show of the Alternative Property Management Show. Thank you.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Alternative Property Management Podcast. Powered by Renti and the PMC.